Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? It is a new day. It is a new week and it's time to get social. My name is Kayvana and welcome to the Introverts Social Hour. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Introverts Social Hour. Today, I brought my friend Summer to count down her top five books with me and just to know a little something, something about Summer. So from my perspective first, um, Summer is my book knowledge go-to person. Um, We met in college at UC San Diego and we've been friends ever since. Um, For sure, a source of wisdom and like just beautiful memory, by the way. So when we're talking about our favorite books today, she's going to have everything down packed. I already know. And I'm going to be like, what was that character's name? And she's going to have it (laughs) about my book. Um, But just to know a little bit about Summer, she is a longtime avid reader and book lover. She has a degree in creative writing and has aspirations to one day be an author, which I know exactly it's going to happen. I know it. Um, And then in her free time, she loves listening to audiobooks or binging TV shows. Some of her favorite shows include Doctor Who, Supernatural, and Grey's Anatomy. We already know. Please welcome Summer. Thank you, Kayvana. Wonderful introduction, by the way. I'm so (laughs) happy to be here. Thank you so much. I did not know that I was your well of wisdom for like book stuff. So now I'm nervous. So oh, no, no. <laughs> no, for sure. Literally, I, I always think back to like the times that we um we talked about books and a lot of books that in recent times, I'll say in the last five years that I read, like you played a part in those. Like I think about like oh. the selection, like um at like Akatar, I'm pretty sure like you're the reason that I had started reading that. Yes. And like so all of the like whether it's a series or one singular book or things that we had already um read alone and then like we like talked about together. So I love it. Sure. 100%. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I hope you're excited about these top fives. I know it wasn't an easy list considering how much we both read um, to slim it down to five out of curiosity. Like what was, what was something you did to, uh, to what were some criteria for you? Oh, for sure. I have a bone to pick with you because Uh you made me do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Picking a top five for me, was very challenging because I don't know about everyone else. For me, my top five is always changing. I never have like a consistent five, maybe one or two. They'll roll in. They'll always be there. But for me, I took a look at how these books impacted my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I still remember things from this book? Like even if I read it like 10 years ago, do I remember details, character names? Do Mm -hmm. I still think about it? Things like that helped me narrow down like the books that I'm about to share with you. So mm-hmm. I'm just like really excited. I would also like to disclaimer that in one week, this could change because I'm always reading new books, you know, mm-hmm. or the type of person that I am could change at any given moment. So yeah, I'm still very excited to share these because I think I have a very solid five and yeah. I'm excited to hear about yours too. Oh, yes. I so I'll tell you what my kind of criteria was as well. So like just in general, um, for me, reading is like a form of escapism. So I always go to books that bring me like joy and um, like just like feel good vibes, you know, um, like that end up landing a special place in like my heart. Um, so like for listeners, just disclaimer, like for me, you're not going to get like some drama, you know, in the <laughs> top five. Um, you're not going to get 
you know, something that was really sad at the end. I do have some some books that are um, faves that I remember that are kind of like that. I do enjoy thrillers. I'm trying to get more into them along the way, but they're not going to be in my top five because I'm thinking like feel good. Like I reread a lot. You know, I think about those books that I go back to or think about. So same thing. But yeah, everyone's taste is different and everyone's taste changes over time. So I totally agree with that because my fave books five years ago are not the same uh, fave books that are today for sure. Um, and that that's due to one, just like changing of me as a person, changing of my interests, but also reading books and finding new books that I enjoy a little bit better than the ones before. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with you. And also for the re- for the listeners, mm-hmm. I would like to say that I'm huge on like character development. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this list right now. All of them are from series okay. because you Perfect. just spend more time with those characters. So they land in my heart stronger than others. Okay. So I... just a note there. I'm looking at, so you said that I'm looking at my list and almost, almost all of them are. It was close. It was close. And I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about some honorable mentions as well towards the end. Love that. Okay. Let's drop. So I'm going to ask you first, or do you want me to go first? I could go first too. Either way. Hey, okay. you first. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> Either way, you first. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so I could go first. I'm going to drop my top five, my number five. Um, We'll do it in reverse. Five, four, three, two, one. So my number five is a recent one, like super, super recent. Blood Marked by Tracy Dion. And I don't know if you've read the Legendborn series yet because it is still pretty fresh. Okay, so I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I'm going to give you why I love it. Um, So I we did when we talked about this a bit, we did talk about like, don't drop a whole series. So I was like, okay, which one do I love more? Do I love Leg- Legendborn or Blood Marked? And Blood Marked because of, once again, like you just said, see, um, character development um, mm-hmm. and also just like story development. Um, main character is Brie. What I really love about um, Bloodmarked is that we see the world of, of the fantasy world, because I do love, I'm a girl who loves fantasy, um, but we see it from a Black character's perspective, which we don't really see a lot um, as like Black main characters. And she's not just a Black main character who's like struggling, but we also see her be like literally a legend. Like we see her be important and significant and impactful to the story. Um, so that is a big part for me. We see Brie go through it for sure, for sure. Um, but we also see her like grow as she's like entering into this new world that she had never like um, been a part of before to give a little breakdown without spoilers. So we have like the world of like King Arthur and like his mm-hmm. round table. But then we also have like we also get into um, pulled into other worlds that um are connected with that other fantasy worlds i'm not going to tell you what those worlds are but it's not just about king arthur and the synopsis like it becomes expansive and so i think it's also really cool that we just don't get like one fantasy circle we kind of like intertwines into multiple ones as well which is like what there's more <laughs> like it's not just like the general vampires where it was which is circle like it's truly like mm-hmm. something completely different and it's like we never expected all these things to intertwine um, it's not just oh. like people, but it's stories too. So that's cool. You're kind really of. selling this. Oh, see, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I say go for it. Um, we also get a little love triangle. Who doesn't love a love triangle in a fantasy? Um, the comparison for me is like the good guy versus like bad guy. I say this in quotes for my listeners. Um 
like I guess the comparison would be like Stefan and Damon Salvatore like there's no just one okay. good or one bad person um but that is how it's presented to us and it's very interesting to see how that gets unraveled um especially in Bloodmarked we get to see um a little bit more you know pool in one way versus the other um we get more world building I am a fan of um just like different like connections being made um I, I'm a fan of um found friendship in like these times of like struggle I love a good battle there's a lot of battle scenes a lot of fights so I oh. love a good like action moment because when authors can like do that right and really get me like engaged into the story because I'm just reading it but if I can be able to visualize it too like that's really cool to me and Tracy that's Dion good did. writing mm -hmm. yeah. yes Tracy Dion did a really good job so um, we get a lot of those scenes in Legendborn but also in Bloodmarked especially because there's more adventure in Bloodmarked because of the things that happen from Legendborn and um I love a good like adventure moment too. A lot of, I looked at a lot of the other books on my list and there's a lot of adventure in that. Um because they're they're on a mission, you know, for whatever that may be, whatever that reason may be. Um I do want to say because of the love triangle and the good guy versus bad guy, I do love a good kind of like hate to love relationship. I'm a fan. Mm. I know. I'm a I'm a fan for too. Yeah. <laughs> um and so um we get like Selwyn, who is like the the quote unquote 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 bad guy in it all, and he he is you know you know he be struggling. Um, you're gonna if you read Legendborn the moment he's there, you're like ah, oh, disgusting. But then you get morally know. great character. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but then they get to know each other and they understand each other's flaws because while Bree is like a really awesome lead character, she's still a flawed person. Um, you know she makes really good decisions and she has a lot on her shoulders but at, at the same time like it's like girl they told you not to do that and you did it anyway it's <laughs> like so that thing um but I, I did have a quote I wanted to put um Selwyn says this to Brie at some point and he says you excel at so very many things punishing yourself is a great example and that is a good kind of like summary of what she kind of goes through and what like her where her mental is at in regards to the things once again the weight on her shoulders and I hope that I was really trying to explain it without saying anything so I hope that did it but that's my number five that was wonderful first of all I love all of my synopses and examples and stuff are going to be spoiler free for the listeners because I'm really trying to sell these series the more fans <laughs> we have yes. the better Mm -hmm. that's my opinion yeah oh that was great thank you thank you um <laughs> I Please let me know if you choose to read it. I highly recommend. Highly, 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 highly recommend. You but you like bumped it on my TBR because the Legend Board yes. series was on my TBR, but mm -hmm. I did not know any of that. I don't know if you gave me any spoilers, but I didn't know the premise. No, I tried my hardest. No, everything that you know is pretty obvious. Like I think the biggest one probably like, but it's not really spoiler, but like Love Triangle should be pretty out. Like that's yeah. an obvious one. Um but is it in the synopsis necessarily? No. Actually, it might be, to be honest. I don't know. No. But it, it's it's um in, what's the word? Like, the tags, entail the or something. Yeah. Something like along that lines where it's kind of like, it's kind of like low key, um, okay. subtly in there. But a little subtext romance. I yeah, love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yes, what was okay. your number five? I'm very curious. Cool. So my number five is also in a series. It's the okay. second book in the Shatter Me series by Tahira Mafi. Oh, it's snap. called Unravel Me. 
Okay. I love this series. And mm-hmm. just to preface, every at any single point in time in my life, when I look back, mm-hmm. I can remember the books that I was reading very clearly because they like shape my personality. They shape my moral compass a little bit based on the books yeah. that I've read. And this is definitely one of them for me. I was a teenager in like middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. This book had just come out. It's beautiful writing for people who love beautiful writing. And it's so creative because one thing that this book does um, is, let me remember, they did it in all three books. So it's about a girl who mm-hmm. is in an insane asylum. That's how the book starts. And so you kind of, I love unrelated unreliable narrators by the way that's something you should know about me I love analyzing characters I love a good character development moment Mm -hmm. and so this is the perfect example of an unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. and character development for me and that's why it made like top five because you kind of get a sense that everything that she's saying I take with a grain of salt I'm like was he really mean to you or like, are they really mistreating you or like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And it's also about kind of finding your own voice to speak up for yourself. If people are mistreating you, Mm -hmm. the writing, they add cross outs in because she doubts herself. Yeah. Yeah, Juliet Ferrars doubts herself. Mm -hmm. So in this book, let's say she has a thought. She's like, I don't like this about myself. Or I love this about myself. She'll like cross it out. And you see that Mm -hmm. on the page. Just to have it so visually in front of yourself. It was so refreshing. And I really enjoyed it as a kid. Also, I find that second books in trilogies are much more exciting than the first. Mm -hmm. So it was great. There's also a little love triangle in there. Good they're always yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> enemies to lovers I don't know oh. if anyone is interested in that so I don't have any quotes on hand but no, definitely did. in like top five for sure that was a hard one mm-hmm. but I did land yeah. on unravel me first of all you're good on the quotes I was just being extra <laughs> and then I can I don't have quotes for all of them just like for some of them I was like ooh, well, like I was trying to think of like moments um that's a good one shatter me series so here's the thing i started rereading it and i stopped shatter me part way and i so i I, i'm wondering the same thing because shatter me series is one that i remember holding near and dear to my heart when i was younger so i think i need to like retry again Uh, maybe it wasn't the best reading time because you know i don't know if you experienced this when you're like in a lull and like Mm. you don't read for a certain chunk of time and or just you're just not in it and yes. so like I think maybe it was that so at some point um as you're saying that because like I've talked about this as well recently um with like Sabrina and Nicole because Nicole was in the process of like the Shatter Me series not too long ago I don't think they finished it but I was I too was also trying to remember like what had happened and so maybe that I just need to I just need to reread it <laughs> so It was originally a trilogy. Let me correct myself. I know I referred to it as a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Tahira Mafi has recently, it's a finished, completed series now. There are now six books. Oh, snap. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew that. Nope. (laughs) I read the three. (laughs) Hello. So that is what inspired me to pick it up again, because Mm -hmm. I, I will say 
um I do have this on my notes it is not the strongest plot I have ever read and I'm big on plots so that's why this gets fifth place for me Mm -hmm. the romance was impeccable though I loved it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the world building it was great love a good dystopian so oh see yeah so I gotta I didn't know that because when so I also read it young originally so it was the three I just read the three so I was not aware that they had added to it um so I got work to do really fleshes it out yeah yeah lots of world building in those last three all right please let me know if you decide to read it take Mm -hmm. it as it is and then maybe we can talk about it because it's very different you know oh it's very different got it okay good to know i didn't you learn something new every day yep all right let me see so i have my fourth one and once again series it's in a series and this was like hard to figure out where it lands, but I'm doing um in the Vampire Academy series, my number four. <laughs> <Me> in summer. <laughs> okay, oh my gosh. My number four is Last Sacrifice. And so this one's hard because it is the last book. So I can't really say too much um spoiler free. So some things might be low-key spoilers for some people out there if you've never watched it, but I'm not gonna give like the big stuff. But here's the reason why I like Last Sacrifice. Because it's the end, sometimes when you have ending books, like it's either, you know, they wrap it up well or they don't wrap it up well. And I feel like she gave us a really good, once again, adventure novel to really like close out the whole entire series. It is a six book series. So she had a lot, you know, to like kind of like wrap up in that time. And it wasn't just like relationships. So this is locally like a spoiler for people who haven't read it, but like Rose and Dimitri, how do we wrap up their relationship? Um, How do we like wrap up relationships with rose and adrian so there we go the the triangle um Mm -hmm. how do we um solidify these friendships and these new characters with like lissa sydney comes in we have um all these people who are in this novel who who need to like wrap up their story i say but like where does their story kind of like stop for us because in a way we do see it continue in other ways there is a spinoff series and things like that um but then also for some people we may not see it if you even though if you even if you don't read the spinoff series we we get an idea of how it ends for us but how they can continue forward and I think that's really cool um I love it for its adventure I love the whole escape um and then kind of like forced proximity for two characters who kind of like separated and how we, I love to see how they find each other again. I think that was really important to me um, because we saw a lot in the series of the reason why they fell apart. And I think it was really beautiful to one, see them come back together again. And also specifically to see them fall in love again, not necessarily saying that Rose ever fell out, but to see Dimitri f- to love himself again. That was super key that I don't think people think about a lot. Um, because yeah. he had a lot to to deal with within himself. Yeah. Um, and then once again, Rose being like the complicated main character, she's incredibly flawed. Um, she was never meant to be perfect in any way, but we love her nevertheless. And I think that's also really important to see the things she does for her people and the people that she loves is really important. Um, we get like funny things like Abe. I'll just say the name Abe. We get Abe in there, like his scenes anytime he's in there it's iconic 
what um, a wonderful man right can i just say <laughs> truly um we get that and um summer i'm pretty sure you remember but when we get like the keeper scene when rose has to fight oh. <laughs> yes. yeah i love that scene because we get comedy i'm i love a good comedy and a fantasy moment um and it's not just cracking jokes it was truly like a funny experience and then we get to see a little bit of um humanity um in dimitri and how he's like cracking up at rose which is hilarious mm. to me um i love that they fall in love again purely for friendship I, we see them be friends again first um and then you know realize oh i think you know we're still in love with each other um yeah. so it's like a refound love of two people we get like the forgiveness of each other um natural connection though like they were never meant to be apart forever and i just love that i love like a good like soulmate connection kind of thing um which is really cute but yeah i it's not only the adventure of it all we get like also fight scenes as i just said um and just like the drama the unraveling there's a lot that happens in this book um we go through a lot of ups down zigzags left rights diagonals and it's just a fun time so I, I love it. That's why I picked that one as my my number four. Um, I did. I only wanted to pick one in the Vampire Academy series. And I was like, I think out of all of them, I really do love Last Sacrifice. If, if I was to reread one, I think it'd be Last Sacrifice. You're yeah. like making me rethink my choice here. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can yeah, I just say we are like here, Kimana. Yeah. Always. You and me. Because mm -hmm. my number four. Well, first of all, is there anything else that you would like to say? No, that was it. Yeah, because I don't mm -hmm. want to spoil anything. Yeah, oh, I, good. Like, I didn't want to spoil more. You know, I want to give very subtle spoilers. Okay, me too, because okay. listeners, I don't know this? if you've caught on by now. My number four is also a book in the Vampire Academy series by okay. Rochelle Mead. Okay. And I chose the third installment of the book, Shadow Kissed. Oh okay Tell and me I have more. very specific reasons for this because okay. I, was, I was thinking about all of the books right yeah. and it's just so hard every single book hard hitting every single time first one second one all the way to the six mm -hmm. and I also read the spinoff series wonderful bloodline series by Rochelle Mead small mm -hmm. plug there yeah and I think I chose shadow kiss because this was when there was a true turn in the series for me. It was palpable. I it could was. feel it. I could see it. I knew it to be true that this went from a good series, very good first two books during the height of the vampire craze, you know, mm -hmm. in 2012 after Twilight. This book turned this series into one that I loved. Like the plots, everything. I, I was really young when I read this definitely still a teenager mm -hmm. and this is the turning point that introduced me one of the very first books that introduced me to the complexities that a character can have and I know that you mentioned it in last sacrifice the last book about relationships people falling in and out of love or finding each other again and mm -hmm. finding themselves this is the start of that yeah. this is where I became hooked on character development Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, where is this going to go? How are you going to grow up from this? Mm -hmm. Rose Hathaway, definitely one of the strongest young adult female main characters that I have read. I agree. At, 
at that point in time, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. she was a great example. That's true. Her, her wit, her character, her confidence in herself. I think the confidence thing is a huge one because while it does mm-hmm. waver for her throughout the series, much like many other main characters, yeah. hers was steadfast in the sense that she had a lot on her shoulders. You know, she, Lissa was her life. She was confident. If there was one thing that she was confident in, it was that she could protect Lissa or that they would be together forever. And this is a series where friendship trumps so much. Yeah. And having romance in there is great too. Mm-hmm. It is, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I chose Shadow Kiss, just because ending impeccable. This was a really hard choice. Yeah. I know, but I just love this turning point in the series where it became one that I was like, dang, y'all really going to do me like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I have to keep reading. Like, I can't stop. That is a super impactful one. I, it wasn't, it wasn't in my tops, I think purely because how much it frustrated me. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's one I always remember. Like, even if my brain's like, what was that? Like, I remember shadow kiss before i remember like i can't even think of the names right now the number for like there's there's spirit bound and there there's another one right spirit don't remember bound, last sacrifice wait so vampire <laughs> academy frostbite. frostbite wonderful also a good one second yeah. book shadow kiss see spirit bound oh my god the fifth one see my you really got me yeah because i was like i always remember like frost i never forget obviously vampire academy never forget frostbite because that's also a huge pivotal moment in frostbite um then we have like of course um shadow kiss the whole entire thing is just whoosh, we're going through it um blood promise but it is blood promise okay see okay so then, yeah like blood promise i tend to blend four and five a bit somewhere in my brain me too. not gonna lie um and then you know we have like six the ending um but even yeah four and five continues that journey like three through six is that journey um that's a long old journey Rochelle I'm thinking about it she made us go through it (laughs) yeah she everyone went through it Lissa her little yeah I don't know if you remember Audrey like Audrey's up in there Mm -hmm. messes at Jill she put Jill Mm -hmm. through the ringer Jill went through it through it (laughs) (sighs) double time yeah I see that's that's a series I'm glad I didn't have to wait for the releases Mm-hmm. that I found them and they were already out because that would have definitely been like mm. that's kind of where I'm at with like Legendborn and Bloodmarked I'm like ready for the third one and I have no idea when it's coming out wonderful yeah <laughs> that's a good one do you have anything else to comment on for the wonderful series um if any of these listeners if you decide mm-hmm. to read it please there's please know that there's also a movie that was released in 2014 Mm -hmm. and there was also one season of a TV show that was released this year that unfortunately did not get picked up again for a season two, but you know, know, you never know. Just, you never know. It's been almost a year. I watched that religiously. The, the series, I think they did. I know a lot of people were mad about it. Sorry, this is a sidebar. I know a lot of people were mad about like the certain changes they were making, but compared to the movie i think they did a great job of getting it i love the movie i have it on dvd but i love it because i love the story and i was I was a ride or die like i'm gonna be there no matter yeah. what but the movie didn't do like they were the movie changed up the vibes like completely. mean girls 
yeah girls vibe exactly and that was never what it was supposed to be um the tv show did well um i know people were a little nervous with julie you know mm-hmm. being there but i think they did a great job i just don't think it was in the right place um i was a little bit nervous when i knew it was on peacock because i was like peacock you know it's kind of new kind of fresh yeah i don't know and this this is looking a little big budget you know they're they're, they're filming in spain and stuff so and i'm a little bit sad about that because i think the first now what the you watched it and yeah see i was gonna preface because it's on peacock Never i had no it. access i'm not gonna say anything then let me know when you watch it we'll talk and we'll talk we'll talk about how to watch <laughs> it if you need some okay some thank things. you yes but um wow yeah you gotta watch it we'll talk about it <laughs> we'll talk about it um so if y'all can't tell it's only gonna get better from here because this is our top four literally yeah but to move it along though so okay so I'm gonna do my number three but I realized I did a switch through on accident and that's my fault so last sacrifice was actually supposed to be my number three and then so and the one I'm about to reveal was supposed to be my number four so that was my bad um getting out of the fantasy world for a moment and um going into the rom-com world of it all because as I got older I started to kind of love rom-coms a bit a book Summer recommended to me. I'm Are dropping. you about to say? Can I say it? Wait, let's see if you're right. Say it. Are you about to say the hating game? By yes. Oh, oh yes. My yes. Okay. Yes. I'm very uh-huh. excited for this, everyone. Literally. Please, Kavana, continue. We are in sync. So, um, the hating game by Sally Thorne. That's why I'm reading my thing. Also, making sure that I'm still by the mic. Um, we got Lucy and Josh. Lucy and Josh work together. Um, we get a. I wouldn't really say it's a, mm, let's say it for the people without and without any extra detail spoiler free it's a hate to love um romance annoyance to love romance as you will um we get an office romance as well so I love like that they bicker which is kind because of, it's like funny bickering in a way mm-hmm. like y'all are just being so extra at this point I also love that we get Lucy as this like and I'm saying quote unquote like weird main character and the only reason that she's pre- presented as weird is because she's not like you know 100% like oh I'm gonna put on these heels and then she's like you know she's like she's got like a little shirt that don't maybe maybe match her skirt she collects smurfs like she does things that maybe you don't usually see yeah there we go quirky yeah so we don't really see that a lot um when it comes to like rom-coms um so I thought when I first read it I was like oh this is I love this I relate um so I really love that we got we got her as a main character we get Josh who is you know, he's Josh. He's annoying. He, you know, he bothers Lucy, I would say more than she bothers him in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's reasons for that that we find out later. <laughs> um, love. And then, and for those reasons, which is why I do love this, the story, like the things that get revealed at the end and um, throughout the book are super like key as for me as like a little like rom-com softy. I love a true like romance and like I was I was literally like ooh like you know just like kind of like softened and um we get to also see their characters soften as well um and get to know them more as they get to know each other more and I think that's really cool um they become vulnerable with each other there's a moment where she gets sick and he takes mm-hmm. care of her and it's not just like oh you know here goes a some medicine all right see you later like he truly does take care of her and that just shows so much um and then what else I want to say? Oh, yeah. Like 
it's a very interesting battle of like what is real to them and what is not real to them um not only like competition but as far as like love as well we get to see that kind of like blurred line with each other of like what what the heck is going on they're both equally confused and they they want to make sure they understand where they stand with each other um and then towards the end there's some things that he does that truly like let us know how much he is in love with her um and that was like when I was like oh like you know low-key almost to tears because it was just like wow like you know um and then she yeah it's just so good I'm gonna I'm not I almost spoiled some stuff but the ending is really important to me as well that really like solidifies their relationship but yes the hating game also a movie they dropped the movie I I think did you watch the movie summer wow girl I did not even watch the movie oh hilarious I was so excited for it. I remember us reacting to the trailer together. I uh-huh. remember us excited when they made the announcement and the casting yeah. calls. Never got around to it. I think it just yeah. slipped through during the I, cracks of my life. I think it's on Prime. Okay. Or somewhere. I'm going to find it. But it's somewhere. It's on, it's on a streaming service as well. You got to watch it because I want to know what you think as far as like the book to movie adaptation stuff okay Mm -hmm. i'm i'm excited then i will read that i haven't even thought wow i'm surprised yeah what a wonderful we were talking about it i was like you didn't watch but yes we gotta we gotta talk about it and you do okay more reasons for us to connect with each other in the future then yeah i'll rewatch it of course i think i've watched it twice at this point yeah. oh my gosh okay i'll give you a little live moment where we could watch it together <laughs> that's gonna be so exciting yeah i'm down <laughs> that that's a great that's a great choice for your number four i know you did a little switcheroo great choice yes, for your number four i did a switcheroo yes thank yes. you so going back to number three though what was your number three okay so my number three mm-hmm. wow maybe i should have branched out i but Hey, I know what I like. Exactly. Right? I know what I like, Mm -hmm. and I find books that I know that I will like. Mm -hmm. And this is one for me. My number three is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm familiar. I've never read the books, but I have watched the series, specifically Shadow Shadow and Bone. Bone. So I'm aware of the crows because they blend the two book series together in the the show. Yeah. So just to let everyone listening know, when I get invested in a story, I also become a huge fan of the author. So something that Lee Bardugo does is, yes, Six of Crows is a duology. It is set in the universe of Shadow and Bone. They have a TV show right now. She also has another series, um, King of Scars is the first book in it. Lots of lots of things happening. If you want to read that, Kivana, it follows um, King Nikolai. If just just as a heads up it follows Nikolai's story okay um and also like Nina it follows up on a lot of characters that we know okay it's not even a new introduction it's like characters that you know okay so it's kind of like a low-key spinoff in a way yeah okay yeah so Six of Crows I love because it's one of the best examples of found family I have ever read Mm. in literature I'm big on found family I love a good I love a good found family trope. And so to pair that with a heist 
for the plot, mm-hmm. gold, perfection, near perfection in my eyes. And the reason why I chose Six of Crows and not the Shadow and Bone series, which I also read and really mm-hmm. enjoyed, is because Six of Crows doesn't have as much intensity as Shadow and Bone does. It's very okay. like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, the TV show, different plot. Completely? Yeah, completely. Oh, really? Yeah, girl. They're not even supposed to ever meet in their whole lives. You know what, though? I did hear about that. Yeah, I did know about that. They're never supposed to meet. With, uh, in- with uh, what's her face? Um, Alina. Alina. So, the- yeah, now that you say that, I do remember that. But from what I know, like, the general, general things still happen, though, don't they, no? Or no? We could talk about this in a spoiler sesh okay, together. Okay. But, yeah, they, like, very different plot. So the okay. Crow's heist that you see portrayed in the TV show mm-hmm. is not the one that commences in Six of Crows. Got Six it. of Crows, it's when they first meet, they still form the whole gang together. Mm-hmm. But they're on a different mission for some Kruger, for some money. Okay. So it's just fun. It's still life-threatening, still mm-hmm. has its ups and downs, sad moments, happy moments. Mm-hmm. But it's not political. It's not as political as Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. You don't have royalty. You don't have saints. You don't have all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, out of all six of them, there's only one Grisha. And it's uh, yeah. Nina Zenik. You know, she's yeah. a heart render. And so just having that relaxing, like kind of vibe it's a high still thriller ish but it's not as serious I really enjoyed it and I love that it was still set in a fantasy like series because I love world building as well okay yeah so that's my number that's my number three okay so I because we've never talked about this Mm -hmm. so I was actually like surprised not because I don't I, I don't doubt it for a minute because I've watched the show and I've heard the books are good um but I was like, oh, snap. Okay, this is good to know. I'm glad you told me why Six of Crows versus like Shadow and Bone. Because I feel like usually I always hear like Shadow and Bone for some people. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, That's I cool. love a good. Um, And by the way, this is the start of their found family. So they're not like super gung ho for each other. But I mm-hmm. love a dysfunctional family that needs each other. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so, that's yeah. cool. Okay. You might, you might have just convinced me to finally read it. You might have, because I yeah. feel like out of the two, I, I also agree in a sense of um, which one intrigues me the most is uh, Six, Six of Crows. Crows versus Shadow and Bone. I think I like watching Shadow and Bone versus I would like reading it. Yeah. If the, I don't know. That's how I feel. And that's great. All right. Moving on to our number two. Yes. This actually works because speaking of found family. Okay. Um, My book is part of a series. It is the second novel in the series and the biggest reason I chose it as well as like found family and the connection with that the book is A Court of Mist and Fury by <gasps> Sarah J Moss <laughs> I'm ready I'm like sitting up in my seat for yes. this one I'm like <laughs> excited I literally saw your posture change <laughs> um so we got main character Feyre book two we're in book two so book one Feyre's already been through a lot um in the beginning of it all you know, Feyre is known, she's the one who takes care of her family. She's the one who's got things down packed. Um, and things change in book one. Something happens, she gets 
pulled into this fantasy world. Um, if she was already part of the fantasy world, but she gets pulled into more of the magic of it all, where she was not a part of it. She was more human um, than, you know, things get pulled and she gets, yeah, things happen, you know, without yeah. trying to, you know, spoil. Um, but in book two, we get the continuation of like all the struggles she went through towards the end of book one. And we continue that in the beginning. So she's still, um, you know, struggling and she still has um, issues that she's dealing with relationship wise. And at that point, as an audience and as a reader, Favor is a struggle bus just in general because like <laughs> we we love Feyre, but she is a complex character. Like she's been through it. Um, she can be annoying sometimes, <laughs> like, but it's like we understand. Like we understand um, where she's coming from, and sometimes of some of her choices, we just like be real confused. <sighs> um, yeah, but it's okay, you know. Um, I I totally just went off, but back to trying to go back to what I was saying was um in book two we see her relationships develop um she does get a found family um I'm really trying to say things without spoiling she gets a found family in this new world that she has become a part of and in that found family it's not just one person it's not just two people she literally a whole entire family of people that she finds that care for her that love her and vice versa I feel like this is like one of the first times in her life where she feels 100% safe and 100% cared for and I think that's super important for her she has a place she can call home and actually feel that it is home and I think that's um super key we get that as a reader throughout the series of that development process because while this is found family she was totally refusing it in the beginning um she was like not down for it but it was the idea that it was a comfortable place and it was a safe space and she understood that um the romance of it all I'm not gonna say who I'm not gonna say who I'm not gonna say what I'm not gonna say where but I just want to say the revelations that we get in regards to this romance are super important um kind of in connecting with the hating game when I think of like even though it's it's fictional love but when I think of fictional love and like the feel-good moments I think of these because it's like wow like this person really cared and really understood and played the long game and I you know I didn't like this person at first I was really confused about the hype and then we get to understand um so Rich uh, not Rochelle um Sarah really gave us a little 180 because I was I was like why like I don't <laughs> I was very very confused she tricked us she she did her thing there um I was like love a good plot twist and so we we do get that um their their love is truly genuine and we this is not necessarily the start but it's it, it it is the start in reality but it's not the start of their their knowledge of each other but it's the start of their love for each other and I think that's super important considering the next book we go into and we really see their true care for one another and that's just that's so important to me and especially in regards to their family that they have so it just like just I don't know it's just like very feel good um we also get like battles I love a good uh like I said like action <laughs> we get fights we get battles more plot twists um so there's there's parts where we're frustrated as readers for sure for sure um and yeah I don't know out of all three the first one's like the warm-up the second one yeah. really packs the punch 
And yes. the third one is just like feel good. It helps close it out, continues the punch that has been packed, of course. Um, but I love it. And then um in regards to romance as well, um, also kind of getting a um a hate to love. Um, which I, I I'm I'm a sucker for hate to love relationships. Um, and then seeing how that develops with their adventures is also really cool. Yeah. I oh hope I gosh. did justice without spoiling. That was a hard did. one. That was the hardest one. <laughs> I know. If it if you're confused, listeners, just pick it up and you'll understand. Right. Please. Re- read the first one, A Court of uh, uh, Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. I promise you, you start reading it and you're like, she's just over here hunting for food. Like, I promise you there is more <laughs> to it. Um, It gets it gets so much better so 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 much better it's wonderful yeah oh my gosh I want to talk about it more we We should should do we should talk about it more one day we'll do a spoiler fool so for people who who have read it be like okay no this is spoiler fool we're gonna talk about this series or this series this day I think that'd be cool yeah we're gonna flesh everything out I would love to discuss that yeah great choice for your number two that was your number two right that was number two yeah wonderful Thank you, oh, thank you. Okay. What, what's your number two? So my number two, and this is probably one book mm-hmm. out of all five of these. My number one and number two will probably always be in my top favorites of okay. all time. Okay, good to know. They rotate depending on their place. This was once number one, but it's definitely number two now. It's Clockwork Princess by Cassandra Clare. It's the third installment in the mm-hmm. Inferno Infernal Devices trilogy. It's a part of a 20 plus a book world. Yeah, the Shadowhunter world. Crazy. <laughs> um, but that's one of the reasons why I love it. Because Cassandra, she's out here doing her thing. She's out here building a world. She is. And yeah. telling the stories in it. Mm-hmm. It is so wonderful. And um the reason why I chose it to be my number two and why I hold it so near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. it is one of the first books where I truly lost it cried my eyes out I'm not gonna tell oh snap why okay why when where who anything Mm -hmm. it was like I was distraught. There was only me and this book in that okay. moment when I was reading. I lost sense of time. I don't know how long I was crying. I like could not separate reality and mm-hmm. the book. I was so sad or so happy. I don't know. I'm not even okay. going to say. Okay. And that was a core memory for me. I will never forget that for as long as I live as many books. I could read a thousand books and I'm not going to forget the way that I reacted to reading Clockwork Princess. Interesting. It was like the day that the book got released. It was Mm -hmm. like 4am when I finished it right after school. Mm -hmm. Um, I like pulled an all nighter that night. I was distraught. I like don't even remember anything else. It was great. I'm kind of shook. I know. Just so that people um, know, here's some more details without any spoilers. This book takes place in the 1700s and is a part of the Shadowhunter world. Okay. And it's one of the best examples of a quote-unquote love triangle I have ever seen. Okay. Because it doesn't fall into the trap of 
the person in the middle, their two love interests are competing or they don't like each other or they're fighting. These three people are best friends. I truly believe all three of them are like soulmates to each other. All each- oh, okay. All of them. Like the two love and like they do it so well. Wow. She does it so well. Even me talking about it, I cannot believe that I felt no competition. It was so pure. It was like the purest form of love that I have ever read. It's great. Okay. Say it's Clockwork Princess. Yeah. Clockwork Princess is, is the third okay. installment in the Infernal Devices trilogy. First one is Clockwork Angel. Yeah. And then Clockwork Prince and clockwork princess so my gosh it's great (laughs) the reason i say that is because i respect it because for me and it's kind of bad to say but i kind of get deterred when i see like way too many books in a series and i like cassandra claire i read her younger with the city of bones but that's the thing it kept going and I lost the City of Bones. And then there was also Infernal uh, Infernal series, things like yeah. that. And I was just like, girl, I can't keep up. The same thing happened with um there's a there's a book series called Marked, or like I forget the actual like the fledgling series. Oh, yeah. Marked yeah. by a PC cast. I was all over it the first few books. Then I realized she had like 13, 14 in the series. Like, girl, there's a Crazy. certain point when you're dragging it. So like for me, like it still needs to be like a solid um a solid series i start to get like deterred a bit with that happens i think in pc cast's case though it actually did kind of like drop because mm-hmm. by i think like book five like they could have wrapped it up but they just kept going and going kind of like when a tv series just doesn't know when to stop and then at this yeah. point you're just kind of dragging it um Let's see but good to know clockwork princess okay wow i do if like cassandra clear though if i can change your mind so for the Mortal Instruments series that she first released with mm-hmm. like City of Bones, City of Ash, City of Glass, mm-hmm. that was meant to be a trilogy. It was meant to be three books, the Mortal Instruments. They mm-hmm. have a show. They have a movie if you're interested. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes. And then it became six books. Right. Mm-hmm. But that wrapped up. And then she was like, OK, let me jump back 200 years in the past. Talk about some different people. Mm hmm. And the thing that I like about Cassandra Clare and not one of those books that has like, oh, this is number 15 is because these are enclosed stories that if you picked up these three books, you you do not need to read any of her other series to Mm. know what's up. And this is only her second. This was her second series. Now she has like four or five in the Shadowhunter universe. Mm hmm. Um, so it gets kind of convoluted and you might need to like read others but because this is just her second series of the shadow hunter world you could mm. read these three and be okay okay if you ever pick it up mm-hmm. i highly recommend um but if you don't that's also fine everyone has their cup of tea i get deterred when i see stuff like that too okay but i definitely understand yeah, I'm writing all of yours down. So I'm gonna go back, like look oh, at me some, too, like, girl. Some, yeah, <laughs> look at some synopses. Like you know, I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna look into. Yeah, and if you ever want to talk about it, let me know. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because right now, Six of Crows, Clockwork Princess, the other two I've read. So yes. it's those two, right? It's your your earlier two. Okay, I know my number one. I don't think you've read. 
possibly not yeah well, we gotta see and i'm excited to hear your number one yes now, i want to know if i read it <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know if you read it so this is interesting too because i we've never talked about it and it is something relatively like new within the last year or some change so let's see okay okay so my number one do 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 do, do is <laughs> the invisible life of Addie larue by v.e schwab have you read it yes okay wonderful cool so I, I was wondering i was thinking it was hard like we said this was difficult and i was like is it i was like is it really my number one it's not my number one and i was like you know what here is why and because now this is one that completely draws drops off of the you know wraps it up cleanly perfect happy ending it's not there um but it, there's beautiful meanings in it and so i'm glad i actually got a whole bunch of quotes for this one because this one i really can't there's a lot that is in the details that you can't spoil but to give like a quick like breakdown before i drop the quotes addy is someone who is traveling the world because she can live forever she's got you know eternal life um and the plot twist is that no one remembers her the minute someone turns around doesn't look at her anymore she is forgotten she is not allowed to leave a mark um on this earth um she writes something it disappears she draws something it disappears someone takes a picture you know picture she disappears so it also becomes incredibly lonely for her um in this time period she doesn't have a home she can't rent anything they're not gonna remember that she rented it um you know she doesn't really have um a, she she's not a, she can't have a social life there's she's kind of like traveling the world um alone she's kind of kind of figure out how to operate that without a home without this you know without a lot of things so it does become um lonely for her at a certain point in time she does find ways to leave marks through like other artists so whether someone draws her or whether like someone like they maybe remembers music you know that they had come to put together they wrote a they wrote a song about her but don't remember that it was about her necessarily um so those are cool things um, we do get a relationship though out of this so plot twist henry comes along and for some reason oh can we talk about this they're meat cute because oh this is a meat cute love a good meat cute yes even though this is not necessarily a rom-com um they get a meat cute at a bookstore which of course we gotta has to has at to a bookstore be. automatically it's a good one um for she tries to steal a book because usually she can steal nobody remembers her you know like but he remembers her he's like why are you stealing the book and so this is where their relationship starts. He shouldn't remember her. She's trying to figure out why he remembers her. Um, and things get revealed over time. Um, the reason of how she is able to live this life um, gets revealed in and out of the series. So we we time jump a lot. So we go, um, I think... I can't remember the. I think we're in like 2014 at the current time, but then we also go back to when she first, when this first started for her, and throughout time. I think this is technically a spoiler, so I'm not gonna say how. Um, she she got got, her. The, got the internal life, but um, we see the story and the trajectory of that throughout the time before she meets Henry as well. Um, what's super important about this one is we see positive love relationships with her and Henry and then we also see like toxic relationships as well um with other people involved and it's just super important to see the struggle that she goes through because she lives a very long life and life in general is just like very like complex but to see her go through the ups and downs of it all is like really important um 
and for me to like read those things and just see like the relationship she's made over time that no one remembers her but she remembers that person and maybe she was in love with that person mm-hmm. um it's just like really intense um I did put so at the end we get like the outcomes of Henry and hers relationships and what they do for one another that I think is um a really 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 big deal can't say that but like they matter to each other a lot and I think it's super important um we of course eventually we find out why Henry remembers her and how that is a thing um and then we get to see how how their story ends or continues with each other um and how she eventually is able to leave a mark on the world um in which in ways she wasn't able to before so some quotes because this is a book that I like cried (laughs) oh wonderful yeah, I love those it, it's one of those books for sure because of the like the meaning of life with these ones um and then also just like love oh just so good um but so going for sad first um it is sad of course to forget but it is a lonely thing to be forgotten to remember when no one else does so that's one quote from earlier pages um and then another quote very very um cut short but there is a defiance in being a dreamer which I think is like really cool because it's so like true. Like it's like, nah, I'm a dream. I'm gonna get my my dreams and you know, I'm gonna like go against everything else that people like are telling me to do and I, I'm gonna make a way for myself, which is really cool. So there's ways you can connect to that outside of that. Um and then the last quote, which is the longest one, um, blink and you're 28 and everyone else is now a mile down the road and you're still trying to find it. And the irony is hardly lost on you that in wanting to live to learn to find yourself you've gotten lost it's like man ve schwab was in the bag in the writing like the the writing is just so beautiful um and so just like just the whole thing just having Addie find the meaning of life for her after living for so long um, and, you know, f- seeing her eventually get a- be able to leave a mark and understand that it's not necessarily about timing at all, but about like the journey of it all um, mm-hmm. and like enjoying your experience. It's just really it's it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And I think that's why I love it so much. Uh, any story in my top five has got to have a little romance in it. Um, <laughs> but it's the beauty of their romance as well. And how once again, I, I always love this too, how they individually find things for themselves in finding each other yeah so that's my top that's my number one wow oh my gosh first of all beautiful homage to that story thank you because I remember I binged it actually and I don't the details are fuzzy if I'm being honest okay so just to hear your perspective and it did leave a mark on me too because beautiful writing beautiful Mm -hmm. story it's so nice to hear how it like affected you and things that like stood out for you and your analysis of it because I think sometimes when you know I'm going through a book binge and I'm I'm pumping out book after book I'm like on it rom-com every day Mm -hmm. series every other week (laughs) those stories like become a little lost to you unless they're like really prevalent in your life and I think Mm -hmm. that's what that book was for me Mm -hmm. so to for it to be your number one that's like crazy I'm gonna have to give that a reread do it yes let me know when you do because I'm like as I was like going through my top five I was thinking of like some of these that I would love to reread um 
and that's definitely one of them I read it last year like earlier on which was also super important because that was like a transitional moment in my life as well mm-hmm. um like moving to New York and stuff but just in general just like I think also being in our 20s like yeah I think I don't know if you can relate to this like but like low-key feeling the need to be like rushed like to make like to make it before make your mark yeah before we hit a certain age and it's like just you know and you don't have a timeline because you can't necessarily make a time you can make a timeline but you have no control over when exactly it happens you can work towards it but but appreciate the journey you know mm-hmm. um so I, I really loved it and I love Henry and Addie's relationship with each other and what they find in each other um we see yes they it does become a like a physical relationship quicker than most like romances do but it's also it's happening because they truly do connect with each other and it's truly like a natural love and more so understanding of one another oddly enough you know yeah so yeah oh my gosh wonderful <laughs> oh, i hope i can do my number one as much justice as oh, you for do sure one. yeah <laughs> so my number one is a sarah j moss book okay and So just so everyone knows, she has written many, many books. Mm -hmm. I think she's on like, she's in the teens now. There's probably like, yeah, there's probably like three. So she's writing three series. Mm -hmm. And the one that I chose is from the Throne of Glass series. Okay, that was my theory. Yes. (laughs) One of my favorite series ever. I wish I could just talk all day long about every single book Mm -hmm. because I love every single book. The one that I chose for this one is a fourth installment. So it's Queen of Shadows by Sarah J. Mm-hmm. Mass. And I love this. I love this story. I hold it so near and dear to my heart because I've been following this author, this story since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. So these books are close to me and I feel like I've grown with the characters. Uh, the series like wrapped up like recently in the 20 in 2020 I believe so Mm -hmm. just to have it come to like a conclusion is crazy to me and it was a really defining moment in my life because I was also wrapping up college and obviously the main character in these books goes through a very different journey very Mm -hmm. different hero's journey but just as their story is concluding and mine was like coming to an end in the middle of a pandemic it was just really I found solace in like reading this book Mm because it is also a form of escapism for me and so just having this be like my comfort read I'd reread this whole series any day anytime talk about it with anyone anywhere Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so I've this has shaped my personality I've realized okay Um, how so I'm curious yes because this main character Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to spoil it because there are some twists and turns and I don't want people anticipating it okay um so I want to do the story justice without spoiling people the confidence in this main character the confidence in these characters are unlike any I've ever seen their drive their inspiration the plot is one of the best I've ever read the most intricate the most fleshed out every character has a history every character has a story 
And mm-hmm. so usually in other books, when they like go to a side character and they start fleshing out a side character, I'm like, oh my God, take me back to the main person. I don't want to, I am not really interested in this character. Yeah. And so some there are moments where I felt like that in this book when um, Sarah was introducing new characters to the story. Mm-hmm. And I am so wrong. Let me just put my shoe in my mouth because every single character I love. Okay. I like love these characters. Except maybe maybe a couple. I'm like, uh. Okay. But their stories are so well fleshed out. She has been working on this since she was 16 years old. She wrote she wrote Throne of Glass, the very first one, since she was 16. We got love a creative mind. Yeah, got it published 10 years later when she was 26. And boom, her writing career has kicked off ever since, you know. Um, Kayvana, no skips. Exactly. You mentioned Akatar, Court of Thorns mm-hmm. and Roses, that series. It made your top, it made your top five. Yes. She's mm-hmm. also currently, and that series isn't done yet. What, you know? We should talk about that at some point too, because I'm... <laughs> We should talk about that. Yeah. I have a lot to say. Have you read the Crescent City series? So that's exactly the what I was about to The third one that she's writing? So I was going to talk. So we should talk. I maybe, I don't know, for that one, I tried to get into the series with the first book, um, How House of Earth. Earth, uh, and, Earth and Blood. Earth and Blood. Is that the first one? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was very confused for a second. And I was like, I I didn't hit I had didn't hit past the 30 page mark. So I told myself eventually I'd try it again when I'm ready. But I was just like, I was like lost in the sauce. And I love world building, but like I gotta be, I gotta understand what the heck is happening first. Yes. Um, and I think that's I it was a bit confusion. Not gonna lie. So but I was like, I'm gonna give another chance. And eventually I said I would read Throne of Glass. It's one of those like because how many books is in the series again? So kind of tricky so there's yeah there's six books okay but they have two novellas in the series oh okay so it's technically eight i consider them required reads okay i definitely consider them required reads to get the full like breath they should not be considered novellas Mm -hmm. so six but really eight okay fair so it's a toughie it's, it's yeah, it's when I'm ready. Yeah, I don't doubt it for a second because everyone, you know, a lot of people uh, throwing a glass, throwing a glass. Like I trust Sarah's, um, you know, like writing. But I was just like, when I'm when I'm ready for throwing a glass, just as far as like hopping into a, a big series, yeah. Especially just like being an adult. Like sometimes I'm in a reading mode, sometimes I'm not. And I would hate to start a series and like be in a reading pause, and then I got to reread the fourth book because I paused on it and haven't read it in two months. And then, you know, then that's going to be a whole, I know me and that's going to be a whole (laughs) issue. So I'm just waiting to start it. And then eventually when I'm ready, I'm going to try to read um, house of earth and blood again um, and really just sit and try to understand it versus probably like reading on the subway. Maybe, you know, maybe like not as, yeah, yeah, you know, not as moving around and stuff like really focused attention. Maybe that will help a little bit better. Yeah, also, definitely, it's good that you know yourself, because for me, I know all of these books that I've listed were in series, and with all of them come a lot of world building, right? And I love that, but it can also be really exhausting. Like, I would love to just pick up, like, a random office romance or a beach read, Mm -hmm. and those are so fun, and I have can't wait to get to honorable mentions, because... I love those. Ooh, yes. So I'm not reading series like back to back to back, you know, mm-hmm. I just, they make an impact on me because I spend so much time with the characters 
And I feel like, yeah, it's just much harder impact for me with series than standalones. Doesn't mean I don't love a good standalone binge. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready, Kiwana, you let me know. For sure. (laughs) This series is wonderful. Um, I I hold it near and dear to my heart. I would love to discuss it anytime so please let me know but that is definitely my number one okay that's exciting these are so the good thing is none of these are like ones I've never heard of so um, some of them like I'm like okay I I could see that being in your top or I could see it being in anyone's top um but I think we have very similar tastes so I'm not surprised that a lot of yours were like fantasy and a lot of mine were fantasy as well literally four of the five were fantasy um so yeah that's really cool um i have like matching authors on there and literally yeah i I mean i I wasn't surprised i was like sarah's gonna pop up somewhere (laughs) yeah um but those are our top five those are what made it which was very hard um i am curious what were some honorable mentions what are some books that were close to making it on your list but didn't necessarily make it but still have like a special place in your heart Okay, I was ready for this question. Okay, cool. Uh, So (laughs) I would like to mention that out of all the series I like mentioned in my top five, Mm -hmm. all of those other books in those series are honorable mentions. Because obviously there's a reason why I love them. Mm -hmm. Getting out of that, The Hating Game by Sally Thorne is actually one of my honorable mentions. I'm so glad it made your list. (laughs) Um, Because... It came at a time in my life. I remember reading it in, it was 2018. I was a second year in college in San Diego and I was in a book slump. I probably had not read a new novel in like over a year. Whoa, a year is bananas. That's bananas for me. That is super bananas because- for as long as I can remember, I had never gone that long without reading a new book, like a new story. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's because college was a really hard transition for me. Yeah, I was trying to find myself away from home. I was 18, mm-hmm. you know, really that new adult experience. And that's what The Hating Game is. It's like a new adult book. Yeah, And not that it was relevant. It was office romance. I was in college, you know, Mm -hmm. very different like aspect, but it got me out of that reading slump. The moment I finished it, I started the book over and I read it again. Yeah. I read it again. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started, you know, I was preaching to the choir for this one. (laughs) You were, yeah. I told everyone about it. It made Mm -hmm. me so happy. I really felt like I fell in love with reading again Mm -hmm. because I think the one thing in my book slump that made me spiral and Mm -hmm. kind of not want to pick up a new book is the scared feeling of what if I don't love reading anymore? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't hit the same anymore? Mm -hmm. What if I've peaked, you know, for my reading career? And so (laughs) it came at a great time for me. So that will Mm -hmm. always be an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And the love is so adorable. And I love it. Love it so much. That's one of mine. Oh. We want to uh, go back and forth with these ones. Like, yes. tell, tell me one of yours. I, I have two. So I don't have too, too many. Of course, though, like you said, like the, the series 
when I, anything that I dropped as a series, um, you know, automatically gets applied. Um, I once again, please go read Legend Board and Bloodmarked. Um, I did want to give a shout out to also like B plot characters in that. Um, you're not gonna necessarily love every character because like once again, good guys, bad guys, all that stuff. Um, because there are some like bad characters and people who are supposed to be bad. Um, in there, but I love like especially in Bloodmarked how we get introduced to like new characters and um. It's just a fun time. Um, so one I almost put on my top. I literally had a whole breakdown for it and everything. And I did a last minute pull because I decided I loved another book more. Um, Serpent and Dove oh by, gosh. why am I going? I thought I wrote down the title. That, um, Jennifer L. Armentrout. <laughs> wait. Wait, oh, no. no uh-uh, not she Jennifer. Does, yeah, she does a different one. Yeah, hold on. That's hilarious. I that one's sure by I re- Shelby Morin. Mor- yeah, there we go. Mor- Shel- Shelby Mahirin. Yeah, so sorry if I'm butchering that. Yeah. Hey, at least the you Serpent had. Yeah. Series. That's a series, right? Yeah, so I'm going to talk I about. I have not read that. Okay. <laughs> Let me give you a breakdown. Okay. The first one's amazing. I freaking okay. love it. I love the first one. Um, we have Louise, who is a Dom. I'm I'm saying it wrong because I know it's French. Dom Blanche. Um, they are basically like witches who use their magic through land. They have a so therefore because they're taking from somewhere else, they have to make sure they are in balance. Um, then we have um another type of witch called Dom Rouges. Those are blood witches. They use their own blood for magic. Um, and her BFF Coco is one of them, so they don't need a balance. We also have chasseurs. I think that's how you say them. Those are huntsmen who are in relation and connection to the church. Um, and they actually hunt down these witches. So um, Louise, Lou for short, um, is a Dom Blanche, uses magic through land. Coco is the BFF. She's a Dom Rouge, a blood witch. And then we have Reed, the love interest, who is a chasseur, a huntsman. Oh my God, this is a lot. Right? But I'm following. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm following. I probably didn't break it down the best. I realized it was a little confusing. So that we have... Lou, Reed, Coco. Okay. Coco on the side for right now. Lou and Reed. It's about Lou and Reed. Okay. Lou is a witch. She's in hiding. She's on the run from this witch called um this witch um named Morgan. Um, for whatever reason, people don't know. Um, so her and Coco are just kind of like living, try- just trying to survive out here in the streets, right? Reed, because he's tied to the church. He he's been uh, raised to believe that witches are horrible people, that they all must be um, exterminated, and um, that the church is where it, like the church is his honor, very very to the very to the key. Um, so what we get is Lou and Reed um, cross paths like twice. Um, Lou is a chaotic, iconic character in my eyes when we come to those tough characters. Those strong characters, Lou is the one I think of, which is why it was top on my list. I love Lou. I fell in love with her the minute I read this book. I was like, she, I like her. She's funny. <laughs> she likes to annoy people just to like, you know, to make sure that they leave her alone. Um, like if you're going to bother her, she's going to bother you back. She's not backing down. She is a strong character. This is okay, book one. Wow. Okay. Right. So we get fantasy, we get um, annoyance to love, but we also get opposites to track because they're, they're not supposed to be together. Yeah. Um, we get a fake relationship because at some point um, something happens in, in, in which they are required to then be, uh, marry each other. 
in the what? eyes of everyone else. Yeah. Um, but once again, he would be hunting her down. So she does not let him know that she is a witch. She hides it. But she has been forced into a fake marriage um, because they were caught in circumstances, accidental circumstances. They weren't into each other. But it was accidental circumstance, which then required them to marry each other um, through the church. Because once again, this is all church, very, you know, the minute they see that you standing too wow, close. Wow, this is like... Wow, this is like fake dating on steroids. I love right. This. Yeah, <laughs> I think okay. So I think I know the premise. They were caught in like a room alone together, right? And then they had to like marry because so they, they were, were like, like, "What did you do?" They were low key like fighting, and then they ended up on the theater stage on accident. So the yeah. whole audience saw them. Yeah, they're like, "You're too close." They were like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Like it was like you know like one of those accidental like she ends up on top and then it looks like a different like a very yeah, like compromised like position but in reality they were like fighting fighting each other yeah um so what we get that time they yeah. don't like each other even though he doesn't know she's a witch she can't stand him anyways because he's a huntsman but he doesn't know that it's because he's specifically a huntsman and he hunts her kind but she's forced to be at the church she can't leave the archbishop has required that she stay there because they are now engaged um so we see their relationship how they they warm up to each other um we get to see um more of their character not just who they are as a witch and a, cha a chaucer i'm saying it all wrong i already know i am but who they are as reed and lou and that's super important because reed is all to the church you know fight the witches but it's like who are you really dude like let's get to the the undertone and so we get to know like things like read 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 reads romance novels like oh, oh you nerd like oh i love that <laughs> you know um they share like details and just become really vulnerable with each other obviously she still doesn't tell him that he, she's a witch um and then what else without like super super spoilers um one thing i love about this though is that one the world we get two i already said i love lou lou as a main character is iconic to me okay. um i was the it's one of the first books not first but one of the most recent books I've read where I'm caught on the first page like it wasn't that 30 30 page build up I was in it like wow. and I'll talk to you about it after because I have the book on my shelf like the first sentence or first chapter is like ooh, like I, I was never bored um in this book and that's something like that's super important to say because in a book you're you know world building too like you're gonna get bored maybe here or there because it's like okay you know, but this one, I was never bored, um, especially with Lou and Coco's relationship as best friends and also witches with each other. And then as Lou and Ree's relationship, they annoy each other a lot. Um, and I think that's just funny. So we get comedy in that. Lou also is just comedy in herself, being sarcastic and just like purposely annoying him. Um, the plot twists are just like, whew, some of them, I guess, some of them I didn't, uh, which is really cool. Um, and it continues into the next one here's why i say the first one's great the second one because the first one was so good it made me really mad that the second one wasn't mm. um and i realized it wasn't just me because i do look at the first book has like four stars on uh ooh, on goodreads and then the second book excuse me goes to like 3.5 i see um but i did see that the fourth book not the fourth book sorry the third book saves it and goes back up to four so i'm Maybe. and have you read have you finished no that's why the second book i finished the second book it made me mad and i was like i'm not finishing the series oh like gosh. why would she ruin it i was like i was like she just messed up everything um 
And so I think I'm going to hop back in after I had went over this because I really do love the characters. I was just kind of like a bit frustrated with how she went about them in book two. Ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, how she went about them in book two. I wasn't a fan. Um, and I just feel like she kind of like messed up the character building we had found in book one. And it's one thing to like have a character go through a journey and like become flawed along the way but it w- it just didn't feel natural it just felt very pushed and like characters were making decisions that we know they wouldn't have made and I don't know it was just it's a little uncharacteristic yeah yeah but book one is so good and going into book two it was still good it just dropped towards the end and like it was just like so we did all this building and she just kind of like unraveled it in a way that didn't make sense. Mm, um, but I'm going to hop back into book three because apparently book three wraps it all up the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. So, yeah, but I really think you should at least read book one. And if you're okay. like, I- I'll go through book book two just to d- get to book three and go through the trenches, then yeah. But book, book one is like, I was actually surprised it ended up being in really close to my tops because I was like, do I really? And I was like, no, I do like. I truly like you already know I love a good hate to love we get mm-hmm. that we get like force like force relationship force proximity like the things that kind of make it awkward and goofy <laughs> um yeah. so we get that rom com vibe but also like the world building we get adventure once again I love a good adventure series we get like fights and battles and things like that and we get some um intense plot twists and revelations that once again some were expected and some weren't and I say multiple like there wasn't just one or two like a lot of things get revealed towards the end that um the characters were like what the heck like okay. their worlds tie in more than you think they would being in two different um opposing worlds definitely okay and this is serpent and dove serpent and dove. okay because mm-hmm. oh you know why I said Jennifer because it sounds like from blood and ash it does. and that's on my tbr same that's on my tbr i have not read so i was like "Ooh, jennifer nope Mm -hmm. i'll give shelby her justice yeah i will definitely take a look into like serpent and dove because i think i've heard things Mm -hmm. it's low on my tbr if i'm being honest but i will do my best no yeah after this talk if it's an honorable mention i will give it its due justice (laughs) yeah it ended up being one i just like because there are, like you said, there are a lot of books right now that have a very similar premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was one of the books I bought at like Barnes and Noble or something. And I was like looking at books and I was like, I was between that, I think, and another one that was very similar. And I ended up choosing that one. And I, it was helpful because it was like a strong, like, again, I love a good strong main character. Um, because I mean, that just tells me she's prepared. She's ready to go. Because we already know in a fantasy, she's main character. So she's going to go through it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Okay, well, I'm going to, my second honorable mention, if we're mm-hmm. moving it along, I mm-hmm. know I have two more. Okay. So actually, I can cut the other one. No, I'm going to say it. Okay. You could give me both of them. Yeah. Okay, so first one, Star Girl by Jerry Spinelli. Okay, I do know this about that. Very short, very short, like, children's not chapter book, basically. Yeah. I read it when I think I was in like fifth grade or something mm-hmm. and star girl, the main character, one of the quirkiest one. Oh, sorry. Someone's calling me. You're good. Let me. Okay. One of the quirkiest characters out there and so 
confidently unapologetic for it. Mm. And I love that because coming from a very, I'm an anxious person and Mm. I'm also very shy at times Mm. and not as confident in myself as I would like to be. This was a, oh my gosh, so sorry. You're good. Do you hear that? It's like low in the back. You're good. Okay, sorry. But um, as a young girl reading this, seeing someone who is so unapologetic for just being themselves, it really helped me grow in a way that I don't think I would have. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not think I would be the person I am today without reading that book Mm -hmm. when I was nine or 10 years old. Wow. Okay. Which is why it gets an honorable mention, because while Mm -hmm. it may not be the most fleshed out the not the most like I don't think about it every day you know I don't get super Mm -hmm. excited when someone brings it up I attribute my self-esteem to like that book that I read when I was 10 that's why it gets an honorable mention okay yeah for for people who haven't who don't know about it um I remember that was like it was a big novel when I was young as well I just never got to it yeah but Stargirl for people who haven't read it yeah yeah wonderful and they just released like a movie i haven't seen the movie there's like a movie oh snap you're right yeah and so maybe i'll maybe i'll watch it maybe i won't but there you go that's why i thought about it okay so there you go and then my my last honorable mention is Mm -hmm. geekerella by ashley poston so i don't know if you're familiar with this one let me see i think is it is um Hold up. My brain is thinking there's a shoe on the front cover. Is that correct? Yeah. Is it a is. red shoe? No. I don't know. Well, le- now let me look up the. <laughs> Wait, no, this is different. No, because this one, what I see is like a, oh, like a food the truck. red shoe. Are you thinking like Cinder? You know <laughs> you what? Like... L-O-L. You are yes. hecka thinking Cinder. I'm thinking Cinder. Okay. By Marissa Meyer. Yeah. Okay. No, I've never heard of Geekrella. This is the first time he's seeing this. Wonder. So. It is a rom-com, and the premise is about a girl who is a total dweeb. I love her so much, and I see myself in her so much. Mm -hmm. She's a big fanatic of their world's equivalent of, like, Star Wars or Star Trek. Okay. Right? And so she is – how do I say this? How do how do I give a quick synopsis? Because I think you will want to read this book, Kayvon. I really think you will enjoy it. So, from fact, I had pulled up the synopsis because I'm very intrigued. So yeah. I could I could if you I could read it for the viewer for the listeners real quick. Okay, do it. Okay, so Cinderella goes to the con in this fandom fueled twist on the classic fairy tale, part romance, part love letter to nerd culture, and all totally adorbs. Geekerella is a fairy tale for anyone who believes in the magic of fandom. Okay, Geek Girl L. Whitmer lives and breathes Starfield, so that's the equivalent to Star Wars, um, the classic sci-fi series she grew up watching with her late father. So when she sees a cosplay contest for a new Starfield movie, she has to enter. The prize? Question mark. An invitation to the Excelsicon cosplay yes. ball, and yes. a meet and greet with the actor slated to play Federation Prince Carminder in the reboot 
with savings from her gig at the Magic Pumpkin food truck. Okay, that explains the, the cover. And her dad's old costume. Elle's determined to win unless her stepsisters get there first. Okay, I see this. And then we have teen actor Darian Freeman used to live used to live for cons before he was famous now they're nothing but autographs and awkward meet and greets playing carmander is all he's ever wanted but the starfield fandom has written him off as just another dumb heartthrob as excelsi con draws near darren feels more and more like a fake until he meets a girl who shows him otherwise okay i'm intrigued i love it yeah so just to give you more for to mm-hmm. to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Darian Freeman, he used to be on the equivalent of like 90210, basically. He was in Not like you. a little teen drama with his shirt off most of the time. They were on the beach a lot. And so he gets slated to be this BIPOC character in mm-hmm. this reboot of one of his favorite TV shows ever. He is a true fan. Okay. And so when he starts seeing like all of this hate, Mm -hmm. from the people because they're like okay why are you rebooting something so perfect and why are you casting this like why are you star casting this nobody who doesn't know anything about the fandom right Mm -hmm. he starts to get a little frustrated with his life and so he reaches out to um the staff of this convention that he's slated to appear at to try to be like get me out of this thing i do not want to appear yeah he gets rooted to Elle's phone and she texts him. She's like, sorry, wrong number. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, sorry, like blah, blah, blah. Who is this? Yeah. And they start a funny little friendship. So oh, it's one of those like accidental ta- texts. Yeah. They talk to each other, but they never see each other. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's a oh, wonderful story okay that's okay. kind of like um oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but that's like oh, the, the hillary duff like cinderella yeah got it okay cool yeah it's so cute i think it is like so cute and just because it's a love letter to fan culture mm-hmm. and i am big on that i'm yes. i love my conventions i love my fandom life you know mm-hmm. and so it just really like struck a chord with me and it's actually a part of a series but not really. It's like Once Upon a Con. Mm-hmm. So there's three books in this series and they all take place in the same world, but they have nothing to do with each other. Gotcha. So I've read all three books. Geekerella, by far my favorite, deserves okay. an honorable mention because I feel like it's a love letter to people like me mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it and it's done well. Okay. I know nice. you're going to pick it up. I yeah, I added it to my my <laughs> my TBR on Goodreads. <laughs> I know it. Literally. That's hilarious. Um, before we wrap up, I didn't want to just put a note for my last one. Uh, I, the love hypothesis by Ali. Oh my God. How well question. I haven't, I haven't read the love hypothesis. You're lying. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. Ali Hazelwood is like Hazelwood. Oh yeah. She, she has multiple books now. I read, um, she has a novella. the love quotient was by her no or no is that someone oh you else? mean kiss quotient no that's kiss a different quotient. person that's a different person i think but um oh that's helen huang yeah, yeah i see the, the love, love hypothesis oh my gosh it's a raylo fan fiction yes exactly <laughs> so one. first of all that should convince you right there but um 
one thing I really love about it is um once again annoyance to love um we get grumpy love love interest um Adam who is a professor but he's known to be kind of like a butthole um then we get Olive who is you know a little bit more you know kinder sweeter um and gets stuck in um like stuck in uh Adam's lab I believe I'm trying to like remember um and so they end up eventually falling in love with each other we do find uh I'm not gonna say anything else um (laughs) but I do want to say one thing I love about it is Olive is also kind of like the quirky main character in a way she's a nerd you know she's a PhD student um who loves science it's called the love hypothesis that's um Allie Hazelwood's thing she loves writing like um science-based um rom-coms yeah um and then while Adam is kind of like a butthole um he is a professor he owns his lab he, you know he gets the job done the way he wants you know he way he needs it to get done um even though people may not like him for it we do end up in a fake relationship situation um which is also funny because then we kind of like kind of like Beauty and the Beast in a way like you know we got this like sweet character and this guy who like everybody's afraid of and they're like you're together but in reality they're not and I love that um and yeah I love a good fake relationship moment especially when it's done well and this one especially is I love the things that get revealed at the end as well I love a good reveal moment um, and I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorites. So I would say it comes next after the hating game as far as like fave, like reading rom-coms. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I love the love hypothesis. It's a fun time. I love the main characters. I do want to give a shout out to, I read um, Under One Roof. It's a novella if you want to get a little taste of like her work. It's not her best one. Because, by you know, Allie Hazelwood? A, yeah, by Allie Hazelwood. That was a little novella. She has a novella series if you want to like read a few of them but I think her strongest ones once again like the love hypothesis I need to read love on the brain that's a recent mm-hmm. one um yeah. but yeah she she sticks with like science-based um rom-coms which I think is really cute she has like an, an aesthetic oh wonderful her little niche mm-hmm. that's yeah. great oh I love hearing all of these things and I love obviously talking about books that I love so this has been like great hearing all of your honorable mentions yes. in top five mm-hmm. um definitely a fun time I I love that I got to got, uh, get recommendations from you especially too um I'm definitely gonna like do some rereading I have the summer so I'm definitely gonna be doing some rereading and some like new reading um maybe I think you might have bumped um six of crows up there a little bit for me for sure for sure um but yeah, I it was a hard task, and thank you for doing it. But we um, did it. We but did we did it. it. Yes, exactly. Um, for the listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Um, if you can relate to any of these books, you've read any of these books, and um, you know, even if you started the series and maybe didn't finish it, you know, let us know what you thought. Um, always in the Q and A section. Let us know your favorite books if they weren't mentioned. I'm gonna add a you know uh, a question about what your favorite books are. Uh, so once again, make sure you drop your responses in the Q&A section. Um, again, thank you so, 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 so much to Summer for joining and sharing her top book choices. Um, once again, it was not an easy task, but we did it. Uh, please don't forget to follow this co- podcast for listeners out there to make sure you're getting notified about when new episodes drop. You can follow me at Kayvana on Instagram to stay updated as well. And Summer, let me know if you want people to follow you. I'll drop it in the um, the description. <laughs> um, but then uh, once again, just go ahead and look at the episode description to get any additional information. 
But that is today's episode. Make sure you get some sunshine. Have an amazing, amazing week. And I will see you next week or hear you next week on the Introvert Social Hour. Thanks for joining and bye.